So, mm, over this uh, period of time, <clears throat> I've been learning perhaps to see some of the density, complexities, the reactivities of our experience, how our experience tends to tangle, entwine, multiply into thoughts, sensations, moods, future, past, self, other, what I am, what I could be, what I wish I was, how I'm going to, just this process of multiplication um, going on in, in, in experience. And this is um, proliferation. Papancha is, is the term. It's a, in Pali, it means literally something like puncture is five, so it means making something into five. Maybe refer to the five senses. There was some that's really just the mood suddenly becomes, you know, concrete objects as if they are real things walking around. You know? So, you know, so we, we kind of conceive people, we conceive ourselves, we conceive future, we conceive <coughs> the past. And it, it's as, almost as real and solid as sometimes more real and solid than this that we are. You know, it has a tremendous power to haunt, entice, uh, spin us, um, excite us, frustrate us. You know? So it definitely has got a richness to it. It's reverberations. You know? And in this tangle, this is stressful, this is suffering. And it's, it's, a, so it's, a, it's an activity that uh, can be gradually, successively steadied, calmed, and seen through, as this is just pure soap bubbles, you know, but uh, also calm, so that, and then really, what it takes to take the the emotional um, quality out of them, so that, that so we, there's less to react to, they become almost less emotive, less evocative. As you probably recognize some aspects of one's experience, you know, a memory, a thought, a feeling, a sensation, extremely evocative. You know, you go there and it starts bubbling and stuff starts coming, rolling up, yeah, uh, of various kinds. And, you know, you fill in the details, but isn't that the case, you yeah? know? So the other day I was talking about Sankara and um, um, the, the creator, the maker, the weaver, the programmer, and it's built. It's how it's part of a process of proliferation. That is, this contact impression. Something is recognised. There's a feeling that arises with that. There's some kind of act of recognition, oh, that's one of those, or that's... And then this process then react. Hmm. Yeah. Now, that could occur, <coughs> something we see. Oh, it's a mango, oh, yeah. Uh, scenario, oh, it looks like the place is a mess, oh, dear. Walk into the house and, oh, my goodness, old oh, house for... Oh, it's a mess. Right, react, tidy it up. Yeah. Mm. I get quite agitated. So there's a perception of something being out of sync, out of order, something we should react to. Yeah. People, of course, me, or what I represent, <coughs> something one can find, you know, various degrees of um, uncertainty or, or, you know, curiosity or perhaps even mild anxiety about, perhaps, perhaps even affection. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> so that, uh-huh, yeah. and something happens, doesn't it? Yeah. And some are better than others, but that kind of, uh, you yeah, in this process, you yeah. What's that? Who's that? Who's created? And perhaps even more poignantly, when the uh, the perception comes around about oneself, you know, then it's, it becomes extremely evocative. 
can be extremely evocative. In fact, sooner or later, you know, you stay with that, and it's like the evocative stuff starts moving into cent- center focus. Like, oh, sitting here, oh my goodness, I've got to, yeah, I've got to do that. Yeah, where did that come from? It's like it just pulls it in. Uh, oh. oh, oh, yeah, I do that. You know, it comes up. Is it something pulls these in? This is what we call the process of um, of um, vipaka karma or old karma. Something hasn't been. It comes in. It kind of ignites. That's things we've been involved with. Things that have affected us. Things that have still got some charge in them come into consciousness and we remember and then things start spinning, multiplying, getting active for good or for bad often um, um, difficult things or slightly uncomfortable things mm. and this process then I then then I feel myself as being uh, struggling with this, oppressed by it, under it um, beset by it, spinning around me you know and I feel myself shrinking, contracting, to to kind of get away from this, you know, to to somehow deal with it. You know. So this whole kind of drama starts to 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 um, play out, and you know, and I would just to ask you to consider, because it seems this way to me, that in that scenario, the one who is being impinged upon or afflicted cannot deal with the affliction they can sort of push it aside or try to think something positive or postpone it or well you know dump it somewhere they can't actually clear till that is seen through and melts because the one who's dealing with it is itself a fiction, a creation, uh, an insubstantial entity, a product of papancha, a product of proliferation, not a real, <laughs> uh, doesn't have the, the, the fullness, the, um, it's, it's, it's almost a product of the split, product of the problem is the afflicted being. The afflicted being cannot be an unafflicted being. The afflicted being's job and duty is to be an afflicted being (laughs) the guilty being or the confused being or the yeah whatever so and yet it tries but this one is actually a creation just uh, it's it's a product of proliferation creation and it can see to be myself because it has all this intensity to it solidity to it you, you know it so well you, we might have been there many times it's got a familiar quality to it here I am again this one yeah. so because of the familiarity of that it seems to be oh it must be me because it, here it is again I'm a person who has these kind of problems these kind of issues so I should study these issues find out why I have a problem with them yeah. Mm. No, the problem. It's only part of the issue. It's only part of the problem, really. It's partly. It's the, the problem is is encapsulated in the the one who has the problem. You see what I mean? And that you cannot get out. You're struggling. Mm. In meditation this becomes clear because in daily life generally what can happen is we can sort of shift the furniture of our lives around so that scenario changes and here I am again as quite okay. That was a bit of a difficult moment but uh, I kind of shrugged, walked away, had a cup of tea or something, chatted to something, felt okay. I was out of it. Here I am feeling comfortable again, feeling okay again. A little bit rattled, maybe. Um, here I'm again. And that's, that's also a product of proliferation. Yeah. 
And when, of course, then of course when the things quiet down, then oh, that scenario maybe comes back again because it hasn't really been resolved. And maybe this time, what is that problem I have? You know, maybe I should do here, try and work this out so I don't have that problem. And we change the furniture again. And for a while, maybe, yeah, I don't actually have that problem because now I'm with someone I like, uh, having a you know, reasonable time, fresh air, exercise, I feel okay. Okay, and then, you know, but... <laughs> Sit still. Mm. Elements of that come back again. Mm. So, you know, now this very division into the experience and the experiencer is already a sign of the fundamental problem. The creation of a separate self is already the sign of a fundamental problem. It's not, you know, acute, maybe, but it's chronic. It means it's long term. And so within that particular paradigm, uh, it's, it's like potent for issues to start to happen. Once the sense of a separate self is firmed up and gets familiar, as it has, I'm sure, for all of us, then what am I going to do with my life? Where am I going to go? Uh, how can I keep myself going? How do I make a living? Um, uh, who do I want to live with? Um, yeah, you know, it's sort of shifting around and so on. And then again, when that person sits to meditate, or oh, how do I meditate? Right, I suppose try to watch breath, counting in and out. Concentrate a bit more. Yeah, well, I suppose it's a bit more peaceful now. Okay, ding. <laughs> right, well, okay, then here we are again. You know, sort of furniture changed. I was okay for a while, nobody, you know, but then haven't really resolved the essential uh, topic. Yeah. Separate self. And as I was suggesting that that is so fundamental and in fact our world really the ordinary world really hinges upon that that um, you know it's something you sort of recognize it's almost on this level of consciousness is bound to be happening so you watch it you kind of sense it quite carefully as to when it starts to become you know, problematic. The issue here is is whether stress, suffering, conflict, loss, uncertainty, ir- irresolution or not. If it's all going fine, great, great. You know, good luck, great. But watch out, because yeah. yeah. it's uh, it's a honey trap for for suffering to arise, uncertainty, loss, separation being blamed, um, failing, making a mistake, losing someone you love. You know? it's, it's a sticky place for all that can happen. Mm. And then the cheerful self suddenly realises, oh dear, you know, what happened when the music stopped? Mm. Now in our, our retreat time, it's one, of the, one of the themes that uh, is often mentioned is which I haven't really mentioned very much, is what do you come here for? You will come here to cultivate awareness. What's awareness? What's that? Mindfulness? Not quite. Attention? Attention? No, it's not quite. Attention is definitely a focused, like a zoom lens of a camera. You can widen it, you can... Focus in, you can focus out, it's, that's attention. Awareness is what? It's just the, like, a resonance to this experience, you might say. There's the experience, and instead of splitting offering one's as a sense of in touch with this, 
not creating anything out of it, but slightly, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, like that. And we might say this is the uh, quality in consciousness or quality in citta, fundamental quality. Before all the, the designations and the contours and the descriptions arise and are etched in, there's this uh-huh, at the moment of contact, the moment of impression, uh-huh, and then perhaps all the Oh, this is that reminds me of this. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that you know, kind of things start moving out from that quality of immediate property of consciousness. When it's consciousness awareness. Now, now consciousness is when it's associated with the sankara process is very much charged to diversify into sights and sounds and touch and better and worse. Now, consciousness. The mental consciousness, mental aspect of consciousness, can pause. It has an in- intentionality to it. We can we can intend, incline the mind to returning to awareness, yeah, which is just like a resonant space around that witnesses or feels or senses or resonates or covers you know, the, ex- the experiencing so and if this is sustained then it, it checks or doesn't support the reactivity of sankara, the reactivity of papancha, the reactivity of proliferation it's just uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it is, Uh it's not blank. It's uh, it covers and it's it's sensitive. It's in touch, you might say. It's a very primary experience. It's like when you wake up in the morning. Before, perhaps even just that half second, one second, before you even know where you are. Or what are you going to do? If there is such a thing, sometimes people seem to wake up with it. The whole program is running. <laughs> it can be the case that you you wake up. Oh, right, oh yeah, oh right, oh a bit of gap, I suppose. Yeah, so the whole you know it takes maybe a second or so before the the day starts. You know, all oh, right. I'm oh right, retreat. Oh, got to retreat. I don't feel so good. Is it really time to get up? Oh yeah, I suppose so. With the blankets, oh, it's so damn early. Why do you have to get so early? You know, the whole thing. Oh, I better get there, otherwise, you know, teacher will look at me and know I didn't. Correct, <laughs> disapproved of, seen as weak, feeble, disobedient. Better get there, I suppose. <laughs> Or, you know, whatever one's mind wants to do <laughs> around that, the proliferation into this virtual world that suddenly I've got to deal with. <laughs> Here I am, under it. <laughs> and the process starts, isn't it? Like that. And it's just a hopefully humorous example of that. But if we just pause at the aha. Now, in this um, retreat, then, um, well, we seem to have been travelling along in a certain way and uh, talking about qualities such as the uh, uh, mindfulness, not much about mindfulness, just the ability to frame up something, Uh, the qualities of what are called the measureless abidings, the great heart, goodwill, kindness, compassion, that which does not, uh, which wishes to protect from suffering. Goodwill, that which wishes to nourish, 
to offer, to give, uh, compassion, that which wishes to protect, oversee, said okay, uh, mudita, that which wishes to enjoy, rejoice, feel gladdened by, yeah. upeka, that which maintains a serene awareness. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Keep, you know, let it unfold. Mm. And this is uh, called the sort of, you know, the most refined and widespreading quality of heart. This is where um, this quality of equanimity, and it is no, it's not, it's no small. Uh, cultivation you know, to maintain to, to, to attune to so it's certainly uh, in the other elements of practice I've been talking about uh, samadhi uh, actually the, these they're really the different ways of approaching or sometimes you can run them in tandem because they certainly do support each other but samadhi begins to um, lessen the content, essentially, or lessen the, the details of the content. The content's still there, but the content, instead of becoming a whole scattering of uh, thoughts jumping around, becomes maybe a few thoughts, becomes sensations, becomes you know, less material, less data happening. This is the... Uh, one of the features of that process. Now I have suggested um, that you don't try to concentrate, because you, but you begin to uh, put aside what is no longer necessary, and be encouraged to put aside that by strengthening up what is good. So you can't really put things aside unless you've got something else there to take its place. So definitely encouraging um, experience of the body, um, breathing, um, steadiness of the body, um, you know, the energies of the body, rather than the sense contact, the energies of the body is a much more steady, reliable um, experience than the sense contact in the body. And it certainly brings a certain quality of strength, vitality to the mind, because at this particular level, body and mind are not separate, they are co-arising. Yeah. At the level of vitality or energy, they, they co-arise, they, they resonate with each other. So this feature uh, means that with that, we can more we are able to rest into that, enjoy that, and open into it. It's not really a process of of trying to hold something down with concentration. It's a matter of just framing up this frame of reference, sensing it, repeatedly sensing it, sampling it, handling it. How is that? Any of it? Is it you know energy? Is it warm, flowing? Is it moving? Anything that moves is energy. Can that movement be a little bit more calm, soft, slow, peaceful? And you find your breathing will certainly um, follow that sign. It's much more malleable than the mind. So you work on breathing. Because if that comes into place, it will tend to pull the mind with it. You don't really have to keep trying to shape your mind up. Um, you, if you're able to and you're encouraged to just get into the breathing it will do it for you in a very thorough, gentle and non-judgmental non-blaming, non-discriminative way it just, it just begins to allow the unnecessary fluster of the mind to just just, you know peel off you don't need that now. Well, enjoy this. You have this time for this. The rest of the, you know, as you know, 
you'll have plenty of time to go into the whole scenarios again <laughs> for now give yourself a break and allow enjoy and any aspect of that so certainly over the last few days I'm trying to encourage that and what will make that possible safety steadiness you know um, and coming into the simplicity of the body and as that process goes on then as the breathing begins to ease up the mind perhaps even ease up the body certain tightnesses begin to loosen up you feel a lot more balanced and comfortable um, you feel more centered so you feel a little more you know at home less fretful uh, less uh, nervy less on edge you feel more at home because you're you're in your own space mm. then a lot of that um, very crowded world begins to thin out there's just the breathing the body the space a sense of gentleness warmth you know? and you know the occasional thought blipping in or a few thoughts blipping in and out twinging here the mood there but you've got something there to act as a as a mooring post and maybe over time that becomes not just a post but really like a field that you can sit in, you can dwell in. This may not happen on your first retreat, but this is definitely something to cultivate and take your time with. Yeah? Try not to think about it as concentrating or sorting your mind out. Just think of it as some sort of like a yoga whereby you're just doing a, a, an exercise on a subtle level of, of the body and try to leave your a sense of sorting my th- life out to one side <laughs> for the, this time you can, you know, have a little bit if you do get come into this it definitely will help because it begins to filter out just the random the static the distractedness the ifs and ands and maybes and what I was and what I wasn't, all that big, and just, this is this, yeah. this is this now, you get a little more, you know, it prunes some of this tangle thought, and furthermore, um, it gives you a sense of confidence, assurance, and furthermore, it, it begins, it reduces, it works on that nerve, the jumpy nerve, the proliferating nerve of reactivity and naturally this is uh, there for us and as we come into what we call our meditation then that, that nerve's still popping up and down and it pops up with how long is this going to go on for can I do this, what's the right system after all, oh, I really met a bloke on a train once who did another system oh, what, was he? what was his name, Bert, what Albert, Fred you know. oh, it reminds me, I used to know this fellow in some of here we go <laughs> back, 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 whoa, back, stop, back we're breathing <laughs> it just spins out and you give yourself little lectures oh, no, mindfulness is like this yeah, that's the way it is, I can tell mindfulness is really, you know, this is mindfulness is clear comprehension or is it no, 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 no. you get a little dumber talk to yourself okay stop breathing in breathing out <laughs> I think you're living out of this you know <laughs> well, it's clear clear as daylight to me you've got it sorted <laughs> stop breathing in breathing out so some of it's facile some of it's you know uh, silly some of it is, a, is definitely anguished <laughs> and it is just just back <coughs> off for now not now now it's happening in your breathing in your body breathing out breathing breathing out this is just the, the, the work we the practice we do humility a uh, bit of a sense of humour and light touch and it's certainly uh, and the more you can begin to <coughs> get to that nerve in a way I'm suggesting in a way you kind of come out of the topic which is really just a fantasy actually you know what do people think, what am I going to do well where's that but it's the nerve that, that throws it up you get closer to that 
What's this called? It's called anxiety. Oh yeah. Everybody has this. Anxiety. Yeah. Because we don't know the future. And we want to know. We want to be clear. And you work on that just calming, opening to that nerve and place, getting up to that nerve and saying, look, you can't know the future. But you're, you're all right now. This is what you have. You have this. Enjoy. Enjoy this. Because you can't, the other one you cannot do. <laughs> it's impossible. But if you know this clearly, you'll become richer, fuller, and as you move, you're going to take your strength, your clarity, your calm, you're going to take that with you. The future is going to unfold the best way that it can because you're getting fully equipped. Hmm? The equipment, you want to get that strong and then the future is going to come as a result of the present. This is one thing we can know. So this, you know, all this process of beginning to touch that nerve of proliferation, respect it, yeah I know, and just get to the root of that, the anxiety, the big idea, whatever it is, and you know, calm, open to that, breathe into it. So the, the nerve ending itself begins to be sensed, and you're not bashing it, but you're, there's a sense of kindness and, and compassion to this, this, this jumpy, jumpiness. You know? so it's like calming a frightened animal. The chitta, the mind can be like desperate for certainty. Mm. Mm. This is certain. This is certain. This now is certain. And what is most certain is you you've gotta be nice to yourself. <laughs> this is certain. You've gotta have some goodwill towards yourself. This is absolutely rock solid certain. Yeah. Surely it's not that new, is it? <laughs> yeah. mm. But with um, so this is where the Brahma Vihara or these measureless abidings come in. Just cultivating this quality of resonating a sense of goodwill. Now again, the wish really goodwill towards that that nerve. Okay, that, that jump, that emotion, as it happens. Yeah. And so it's not quite the same as good to myself. We know this is the way this ver- English verbal form is. It doesn't say that. It says, you know, to this, to here. And so within and without, you might say. Yeah. Because you try it myself. Or which one of them, you know? And you know, if, if certainly if you experience yourself, then yeah, okay, goodwill to until within that you can find that which creates myself, my sorrow, my um, regret, uh, my nervousness, my fear. So you want to penetrate the self-experience to what is generating it. The self-experience is generated from quite simple uh, primary contact experiences that are still resonating in our our body-mind. The contact experience of hurt or something that we're pleased by, very simple stuff. And that's, if you like, through underneath all the layers of that, you come down to that. Yeah? 
all the layers, the complexities, the skins, the clothing that that get wrapped around it, underneath it, it's this. So we need that that sense of calming for some of those layers to, to just relax, to help us help our awareness to get in there. Now, cultivating samadhi, simplification, and again, if we come into into the experience of embodiment, you might say what seems to be material. Um, this is a great help because the sense of self can be so evocative, so shy, so resistant, so difficult to to handle. Um, that we just say, okay, well, let's just go into textures of the body, the earth, the fire, yeah, and we're simplifying that. And we come into a quality called space. And when the when we experience space, um, the mind experience experiencing space, when awareness experiences space, when there's that, mm, yeah. Nothing much really, just open, no pressure, no particular, you can't say I'll have five, you know, meters of space, it's just space, it doesn't, you can't measure it, you can only, it's measureless, it's not big or small, it's, the containers may be big or small, but space is space. So this aspect of mind, this designated quality of mind begins to relax. Because there's nothing much you can do with space apart from open to it, and the more that it becomes not just a theory but a real feeling, because our body is wrapped in space, the space between my my words, audible space, this tactile space, a sense of nothing's touching anything. There's visual space. There's the wall, there's me, space between it. Right? So this space property is an aspect of how we are conscious. It's not just an element. Well, element is one thing, a property is another way of expressing it. There's a certain spaciousness that our reactivity tends to jump over. Like, see the wall and see, oh, there's the, there's the, ro- there's the scratch, there's the mark, you know. If it's your wall, you probably see something wrong with it. Oh, the sounds, there's the sound, we don't really notice the pauses. So we're training ourselves to notice that, and particularly in the bodily sense, as your body experiences space, it feels perhaps a little looser, lighter, more open. And some of the designations of this body begin to also relax. Is it big, small? Don't know. Is it male, female? Don't really know. It's just there's this sense of a material thing and the space. What's it look like? Don't know. It's just the material, sense of materiality and space. So the designations, the details begin to disappear. And as jitta picks that up, as it tunes to that, then there's the possibility for equanimity. Yeah, it becomes like mm, pretty open, non-reactive, spacious, allowing space, trusting space. It doesn't jump in and make something happen or stop something happening. It's just space. Now, so this is where this, what I find very helpful, the the relationship between body and mind at this level, then the body, bodily experience of space can help the mind pick up that property also, attuned to that property and in terms of the mental environment, this is extremely useful as I said, you know when I talked about it, where we our environment, is our, we might say our physical environment, I'm saying notice you're sitting on the ground here, clear that you've got your space, you feel, yeah this is my seat, I've got the cushion I want, right I'm here, that's relatively easy, but then it's trying to clear the psychological Environment takes a little more doing, doesn't it? You know, we realise that these both environments and the really the 
the most significant one is the psychological environment. And we've probably not been able to clear that completely. But this is where the sense of the space element helps a lot. Because it changes the way what the, what the awareness attunes to. Chitta, the awareness of the chitta attunes to. There's less features. We attune to the mood and the space that that mood operates in. We attune to the sudden jump of thought and we're aware of the space that the thought jumps through. And that space is always there. And it helps us to slightly shift the emphasis from the apparent content of the mind to another kind of content of the mind that we barely notice, which is the space of the mind. And that begins to grow and deepen because it's much more satisfying, much more peaceful, much more capable, much more expansive than the content which clutters, struggles, conflicts with itself. Actually the space is content, but it's it's an it's it's um a subtle form of content. And its its mood is equanimous because it knows itself. It knows it knows its it knows itself. This thought is a funny thought, but there it is. I'm with this. This thought is a silly thought, but here I am with this. This memory is, yeah, that is difficult, but I'm with this. So it's, you come from being in your stuff to being with your stuff, being beside your stuff. It's as if you're slightly outside of it, but in a in, in a in a in touch way. You're not running away from it. Uh, and the aha, aha, giving it the space to move and change, letting it be the way it is, giving it the space to move and change. So this is both physiological, somatic, emotional, equanimity, space, awareness. We begin to experience the fundamental property of jitta, of mind consciousness, as resonant space. And from that particular quality, it also has a certain, it's like everything else, intelligence to it. You spread that over, and maybe there's the really hurt piece, and it changes into compassion. There's the sense of lack or need, and it changes into kindness. So these these immeasurables can flex and morph. But the fundamental property of aha, uh-huh, that's there that can be there all the time and then there can be a time when that moves into a certain more um, you know engagement in terms of kindness or compassion or calming or you know or it just becomes uh-huh, mm-hmm. things change this is where the sense of the these self structures begin to loosen up and even deconstruct because these properties do a far better job of handling us than our self does our self tends to barge in jump in maybe there's some good ideas a bunch of notions 
and start, you know, working things out. And it's like, uh, <laughs> and it, it actually, it is the problem, <laughs> or part of the problem, because itself is a, is a fiction, a notion born out of dissociation, born out of split, born out of what am I supposed to do here? You know, how that can cure anything? So the, that which embraces all, encompasses all, permeates all, does not claim territory, does not want anything to be or have to own or happen or become, you know, that is far more reliable because it's completely unbiased, it's not barging, it's not adding, it's just... Mm, mm, Listen, listen to those the vibrations, and as you lighter the touch, the deeper you go. It's the, the more heavy-handed it is, the more everything seizes up and splits. The more the self gets in there, the more everything seizes up and splits up. The more heavy you get, the more forceful, the more demanding you get, the more push you get the more everything seizes up and splits. It's, it's, you just watch it happen. How intense we get. And feeling somehow, well, if it's just a bit more intense, I'd really get through there. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it, it's so addictive. Lightness is so kind of feeble and like not doing anything, not get anything done and you know not really arriving anywhere and you know surely I can't just sit here spacious all day long I'll go crazy you know, <laughs> you know the proliferation again <laughs> just see maybe maybe being crazy is all right <laughs> you know just see what happens you know because you know that that selfhood you know how, how much good has that done? You've done some good, but when it comes down to actually integrating to deep peace, it gets in the way. It's too heavy, too forceful, too intense. Mm. Poor thing. Why is it like that? So we go into that the nerve that's generating that the desperation, and we let let our awareness hold that very gently, and see also if this because the the light of the touch, but definitely touch, definitely hold, it allows certain things to reveal, peel off, we go deeper and deeper and deeper until things empty out the process empties this is the process of Nibbana the relinquishment of Sankara breaking up of craving, the abandonment of all substrate, all the substructures, all the nerve endings of self, the abandoning of it, the relinquishment, the, st- the stilling of sankharas, the calming of them, the breaking up of craving, the relinquishment of acquisitions, the sense of, you know, that which generates the self. This the Buddha said, this is the supreme, the supreme happiness. This is Nibbāna. So it's like an unbinding, undoing, a non-acquisition. So beautiful, and the Buddha said, yeah, this is subtle, because we tend to go in almost the opposite direction. Even when we think the idea of Nibbāna, get to Nibbāna. (laughs) 
get to Nibbana. <laughs> in a hurry, I want to get there first. This lifetime, well, maybe two lifetimes later, I'll get there. This lifetime, I kind of make a launch, get to the base camp stream intro. <laughs> Second lifetime, big push, and a gummy. Then third lifetime, boom, the gates of death are spring open. I'm through. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Buddhist, that is. <laughs> Buddhists are some of the craziest people you can meet. But they're kind of lovable because they get all excited about these things that other people don't care about at all. <laughs> Stream interest in future lives and was whether we born as a turtle or something. <laughs> but you know, that that's the way it goes. You can proliferate about Nibbana as well. <laughs> can split into am I this can people can everybody do this is it possible this lifetime can men do it can women do it what kind of person you have to be to be able to do it maybe I'm not the right kind of person because I'm a bad karma I've created I can't do it this lifetime maybe next lifetime I'll be like gee wow boom 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 cascades isn't it you know I don't think the abundance is possible this lifetime what do you think well, I've heard somebody says it is. Nah, surely they haven't done it. No. How did he know? Did he, is he an Arahant? No, I don't think he's an Arahant. <laughs> is he an Agami? What do you reckon? I, I saw him. I don't know. He looked a bit interested in that peanut butter sandwich. He can't be an Agami. <laughs> They're completely beyond sensuality. Done. So you can't trust Steve's opinion anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, so. <laughs> So I just, just, oh, mm. poor little thing. <laughs> mm. Give it some space. And, uh, you know, you really, you really have to love it, really, because that's what's uh, essentially so needed. But we need to know what love is. Also, just freshen up that word. It's this opening the ability to embrace that's all it does but it does stay in touch it does embrace and the process of samadhi is helping us to just take off some of the wrapping so we can embrace that quality you can just touch and be with more deeper buried more primary more reactive stuff and say yeah uh huh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How's that now? Mm. So let's take a little break um, and uh, try to put some of this into practice, and if it makes sense. <laughs>